Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Welcome to Fried the Burnout Podcast. Fried is the podcast for everyone who has ever felt burnout because of their job, relationship, or life. Kate Donovan, burnout expert, will interview a new guest each week who will share their burnout stories with all the gory details. Every episode will give you immediate action steps that you can take right now if you're feeling fried and crispy around the edges. Fried's main goals are to raise burnout awareness, kill the associated shame, and create a movement to end burnout culture. Hello, my fried fans. I am so excited, and I know this has been happening a lot lately. I've been having the very big joy I get to have these days of having people on the podcast that I personally know, love, and respect. And today we have Isabel Smith, MSRDCDN, founder of Isabel Smith Nutrition. She is a nationally recognized integrative registered dietitian, health and lifestyle expert, as well as a certified level two Reiki practitioner, which I didn't know until I read this bio. In her private practice, Isabel works with clients in the areas of functional and integrative wellness, specializing in areas including hormonal balance, weight loss and intuitive eating, thyroid health, blood sugar control, oncology, digestive health, athletic performance, and allergies and immune health, which is what we are going to be talking about today. In addition to private clients, Isabel works with corporations such as Madison Square Garden and Hearst. She also sits on the expert advisory board of Eat This, Not That and Embody 360. Her expert opinion is often featured in print and online and can be found in Elle, Mind Body Green, Reader's Digest, Women's Health, Men's Health, and others. As an advisor, consultant, and brand ambassador for various food and health-minded brands, she has worked with Anheuser-Busch, Kind, Biota Juice, Caesar Stone, and Leapier Appliances. In her spare time, Isabel can be found creating new recipes, trying out new exercise classes, practicing yoga, and running in Central Park with her Yorkshire Terriers, Sasha and Henry. Isabel, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. So you guys, I've known Isabel for about a year now, and I know I've said that a couple times in the beginning of podcast episodes lately, but that just goes to show you what creating relationships means and what networking means because all of a sudden I can handpick from the top of the top and the best of the best and I get the greatest, greatest joy of being able to share with you the voices of people that I know are useful for your recovery process and are going to be helpful for you and that just makes me so damn happy. Isabel, you've been talking a lot about histamine mm-hmm. on Instagram lately mm-hmm. and When we're burnt out, one of the primary signs of burnout is physical and emotional exhaustion, right? Your body is just not keeping up. You're tired, whatever. In Chinese medicine, we equate this to inflammation, but we don't go into it on a deeper level than than just sort of inflammation. And in Western medicine, they're calling it autoimmune diseases. They're calling it inflammation, but nobody seems to know what the hell is actually happening. So can we talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, you know, I think the phenomenon of exhaustion is so very real. Right now, it's always very real, but I think maybe we're paying more attention to it now because I think, you know, it's everybody's feeling it on some level. And, you know, when we are exhausted, our bodies are are tired through and through, right? Every from a, on a cellular level, you know, the 10 trillion cells that make up our bodies, right? We think about organs and skin and whatever, but they're all made up of these amazing cells that are extremely complex. And they power all of the little bits and pieces, you know, that make up a whole of us. And when they're tired, because we're tired, it impacts everything that happens, right? Our immune system doesn't get the energy and attention that it needs. Our, you know, every, every organ, our muscle recovery, our sleep isn't as, as plentiful and it's not as powerful when we're so tired. You know, what I see most people experience when they're super tired is that their immune systems get really exhausted. And what that looks like is that actually is what looks like anxiety, depression, getting sick often, having, you know, gut issues pop up, having thyroiditis, having, you know, it's when the immune system, which is this beautiful system that allows us to function like we do, gets tired, it, it, it's taller and it lets us do all the things we do, but then at some point it can't do it anymore. And that's when you know, our body becomes a little bit less or a lot less resilient, right? It doesn't let us, doesn't recover as quickly. And we can't do all the things that we've pushed ourselves to do in the past. Yeah. And so one of the things that I actually just wrote for a straight from Kate episode that will come out before this episode, I believe, was that we do a lot of shooting and you and I talked about this recently all the time, <laughs> right? We, t- we talked about this recently that we have this idea that our bodies should be able to do things because they were able to do them before. And instead yeah. of listening to our body's limitations that it currently has, we say, yeah, but I used to be able to, so I'm going to do it anyway. And then we make our recoveries much more difficult. So you were talking in the very beginning of that statement about the power of cells and what they do in the body. Now, I want you to assume that the listeners have no scientific background at all, that they don't remember 10th grade biology, because I am one of the only geeks on the planet that remembers things like 10th grade biology. (laughs) And explain to people what you mean when you say that, that cells are powerhouses that they're giving us, but what what the hell does that even mean? What does that mean? So as I said to you, as I mentioned, the, this large number of 10 trillion, right? That is, that, is, that is an unimaginable number. That is how many individual single cells make us up, 10 trillion. In addition to our bacteria or? That's including the bacteria. Including bacteria. They're okay. in, but the bacteria are basically like- Single cell organisms. Single, right, they're, they become part of us. And they actually manage a lot of the- you know, communication that happens. So you've got all these cute little cells that make up all these incredible organs and all these things that we've got, that we see, that we feel, that we touch, but individually they communicate with each other, right? So imagine like a sea of, I don't know, minions and they're all like, beep, 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 right? <laughs> right. And so when, when, when they're, when the energy is good, you know, it's contagious, right? Beep, 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 they're all like communicating. This is the best way that I can think of no, explaining this is perfect. it, right? And really that's how I want you guys to think about it, right? It's like a sea of all of these little minions. And, you know, when they're happy, they're happy and there's a lot of movement and there's motion. And, you know, like, just like in the movie, you know, they're yay, right? But when one of them's sad or when like a cluster isn't doing well, you know, they're all like me, 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 me. 
And really that's like how I, in a very simplistic fashion, how I want you to think about it because they do communicate with each other. And when cells start to become unwell, it can, you know, it, it's a ripple effect. And but what, what, that, but what causes them to start being unwell? Inadequate resources, like- What does that mean? Nutrition, like sleep, like positive energy and connection to the humans and the environment around us, you know, feelings of, you know, connectivity and joy and happiness that actually relaxes our nervous system, which gives energy back to the cells. Those, you know, it's what we put in our body, like food and like, you know, whatever supplements we've got, which is secondary to food, but as well as the other lifestyle and healthy practices, those things actually help to recharge the cells. And when the cells are recharged, they can produce energy to communicate with each other, to tell the liver to function well, or the muscle tissue to relax, or the immune system to be, you know, its powerful self. But when people, you know, when people don't have the attention and energy to pay to themselves because we're too busy paying to everybody else in our environment, you know, we feel tired then over time, our cells and everything inside of us just gets exhausted, right? So I actually find that our cells get tired before we do, right? And there's, our bodies are so resilient and amazing that they hang on for as long as they can, right? We hang on and we hang on and we push and we push and we push and we push. And then you're like, I'm done. I'm done. And if that- there was an, a, an ability mm-hmm. for us to see the cells getting tired before we notice our, before we are aware enough to name, claim, and label our own fatigue as a whole organism, what would those signs and symptoms of cells getting tired look like in the, in the very beginning when they're just, they're not getting the nutrition that they need? You maybe missed a few nights sleep, so they didn't get the recovery time that they needed what are the first things that we're going to see before? I mean, we're not at burnout yet. We're just like kind of burning the candle at both ends a little bit. Maybe we're not focusing as well. Maybe our brain is not as clear. And, you know, maybe we notice that we have less patience because we're just a little bit less focused and a little more tired for the athletes out there. Maybe your exercise endurance becomes stunted, right? And it's not significant. You're not injured. You're not inflamed, but you're like, you know, that didn't feel as good as it did before, you know, that runner's high that I was getting maybe once a week before, because we all know it doesn't happen every day as much as we'd like to think it does. Maybe it's now coming once every couple of weeks, right? Or maybe your cycle is off, or maybe your sex drive is, you know, kind of waning. It's not as, you know, powerful as it once was. And yes, that can change with age and stress, but subtle things, subtle things that would kind of make you stop and be like, hmm, maybe that's just a one-off, right? That's sort of when we, if, if, we're, if we're smart about it, which I'm going to be the first one to say that I'm not always the smartest about it, right? No, no, I don't um. think I know anyone that's smart about it. <laughs> not myself either. It takes me more than that to say, yeah. oh, my body needs something from me. Yeah. You know, if we're all able to just take the tiny nuances that show up and say, all right, clearly my body needs something that I'm not giving it right now, right? And we practice that, right? So we relax a little more on our run, you know, once or twice a week versus, you know, hammering at home. Well, that might help your body recover faster, which might help to, you know, keep your cells and your, and your immune system and your overall system running better. These small things that we can do when they show up 
versus waiting until we're injured or waiting until we can't get out of bed in the morning, which is what generally ends up happening. It's, it's helpful. Our body speaks, right? Our body speaks to us. And most of the time, you know, this gate, but like, we don't listen. We don't listen until we have to. No, because we say, well, my body used to be able to do this. So I should still be able to do it. I should, I should, if you are shooting your body, yeah. And this is, this is an episode coming out that probably came out the week before this, or maybe two, mm-hmm. I don't even remember when I'm doing it, but if you are shooting your body, something's not quite right. It doesn't matter what you think your body should be able to do. Your body is letting you know what its abilities and capabilities are at the current moment. And your job is to pay attention as the leader of this, you know, band of minions, (laughs) right? It's to pay attention and listen to them when they're speaking to you. But the thing that I really wanted to talk to you about today, because first of all, because you have a program on this that you've been running for a little while and you have a new series of signups starting up for November 2nd is the start date, right? Right. And it's all about the histamine reaction in the body. And people, when people, the average person thinks histamine, they think allergies right away. And when we are really burnt out, a lot of the symptoms that you've been posting about on your Instagram, a lot of things that you've been saying, there's a lot of crossover. So Can you just dive into the histamine expertise and talk about why allergies are showing up during this sort of cellular breakdown? Like your minions are exhausted and then all of a sudden they're throwing out these like red inflammatory markers that say, sneeze, feel like crap, get a skin reaction, do whatever it is. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to scifoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. Yeah. So as I was saying, you know, before about resilience and tolerance, right? Our bodies really were made to be tolerant and resilient. Resilient means we bounce back quickly. Bounce back ability factor. Yeah. That's how we're supposed to be. We are supposed to be able to bounce back. However, when our bodies are exhausted, we become intolerant, become less resilient. We don't bounce back as quickly. And that's from an energetic perspective. That's from, you know, an allergic perspective. That's from all the things. And so one of the key factors here that I find is that when people are exhausted and the arrow can go in both ways, right? Is that when there's less tolerance because we're exhausted or because there's some environmental, you know, toxicity or an emotional toxicity or work toxicity, like 
it can manifest in allergies and sensitivities. But basically what's happening is that because we are less resistant, we become less tolerant to the things we usually are tolerant to. Mm-hmm. And really fundamentally what that gets down to is the health of the gut lining. We can talk about that another time, but yeah, that's like seven episodes. That's like seven episodes in. But what I will say is that when the lining of the gut becomes less healthful because of all the things we just talked about, which, you know, the lining of the gut is very sensitive. We can have more allergic experience, right? And yes, it all comes back to the gut, but it also comes back to all the things we're doing in our everyday lives or lack thereof, right? So when we're burnt out and exhausted, we're also making choices that are probably less healthful for us and our bodies need more at that moment than they do normally. So histamines are these little inflammatory, not always inflammatory, but they're like feedback. They're, they're chemical messengers in our bodies and our bodies are making them every single day. We make them, they're in, you know, certain foods cause us to release them. Environmental allergens cause us to release them and usually we break down these histamines just fine. No problem. Where our bodies have been interacting, you know, this has been normal cascade and, and, and cycle that we have been experiencing since the beginning of our bodies on this planet, right? However, what can happen is that when there's, you know, some kind of environmental burden, so like mold or like a pollen explosion in the environment, right? Which for some person could be fine, but for another, it could leave them debilitated or, you know, like a bug living in the gut, like, you know, there can be many factors that can contribute to intolerance to histamines and overload of histamines. And when that happens, it can be very inflammatory over a period of time, making our bodies more and more intolerant, right? So we eat some spinach, which is a food that releases histamine in the body or that causes more histamine release. Somebody is sneezing, hives, itchy, you know, just feeling like they need to take a nap or having profuse diarrhea. It's what happens is it's a normal cascade that gets our bodies get really sensitive to in times of extra stress or when there's more inflammation going on in the body. So this is one of the things that really blew my mind when I was in my burnout recovery process, because I was working with a functional medicine practitioner, because when I was going through my burnout recovery, you guys, I definitely, I used a coach much like myself. The work that I do now with people, I I did with someone else. So I worked with a coach. I had a functional medicine doctor. I went to my regular doctor and had a full blood checkup on top of that. I had an acupuncturist and I also went to therapy. Like no joke. I did all of these things during that process. And part of the process for me was doing a whole 30 to eliminate, you know, eliminate gluten, eliminate dairy, eliminate sugar, all of that stuff, just to give my body a break. Like you said, when the body is burnt out, when the body is overloaded, when the body is tired, it needs not only your average amount of goodness, but a little bit extra goodness to make things better. So I'm doing all of these things. And I wasn't, I did, wasn't having a really great reaction at some point. And I was eating salads with like spinach and sliced almonds in them every day. And you guys, so spinach and sliced almonds, right? Quote unquote, healthy foods. Oh no, not, it wasn't, it was spinach and sliced almonds and also lentils. I was eating like some sort of lentil stew, like on a regular basis, right? Mm -hmm. So spinach, sliced almonds and lentils are all foods that can activate the histamine response into like an overload in your body, especially when you're not breaking it down. So I was trying to do all this good for myself and I was doing more damage because I was unaware of this portion of things. 
So, and I, and, and the worst part was I wasn't even in the mood to eat spinach at that time. I didn't even want it, but I was eating it anyway because it was healthy, right? Because you eliminate all these foods from your diet and you have to eat something. So I was having eggs with spinach in the morning. And then I was having like a mixed green salad with almonds on it in the afternoon. And I was having a lentil soup for dinner. It was very healthy, but it wasn't good for my body. So the reason that you guys, I have Isabel here today is because there's, it's so important to understand that when you, when your body is breaking down, a lot of the typical rules don't apply to you because there's other things at play that the average person doesn't know about. So when I was in that process, I was talking to the functional medicine doctor and I was like telling her and she went, yeah, but what if you have high histamines? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And I started looking at the histamine diet and I was basically eating all the foods. So when you stopped eating them, how did you feel? A million times better Yeah. within like days. Yeah. And it's not, you know, I think I, I publish information about this and I'm very careful to say only if you have a histamine overload scenario, right? Otherwise these foods are incredibly healthful and some people only need certain bits and pieces of the histamine diet. I could always eat spinach when I was going through my issue with it, but I could never eat tomatoes and peppers. It's all, it can be person specific. You know, there's other factors like hormonal imbalance. You know, many people when they're going through burnout end up with estrogen dominance, which can also increase histamine levels. You know, people also can, you know, end up activating, you know, some of their genetic pathways that make them more resistant to histamines in times of stress. You know, it's just, it, it's an overload scenario. And what, what I like to have people imagine is a cup that's overflowing, right? And all we need to do is, is unclog the, you know, the drain a little bit at the bottom of the cup, the cup and things flow better, but it can be extremely uncomfortable to be living in a histamine filled body. So if there's somebody out there that is like, well, maybe this is my problem. How would you help them figure out whether or not this is their problem? Totally. And there are many people, I have many people who I'll start working with them and, and I'll be like, this is something, whatever, whatever. And then I'll be like, it would like hit me right in the face. And I'm like, they're having histamine overload. So we, you know, make the adjustment and they're like, oh, I'm not having diarrhea 15 times a day or, oh, I'm not waking up with my eyes swollen shut or like, you know, whatever it is. First and foremost, if, if people are, are have, wondering whether they're having a histamine issue, I will often have somebody do a one or two day Claritin experience just to see if they, like, I never recommend these over-the-counter antihistamines on an ongoing basis because they usually cause more trouble than good. But on a very short time term basis, it can be, it can be exploratory and helpful. So a little self-experimentation. Little self-experimentation and then looking at the histamine list and looking at what you eat and seeing that you might be eating tomatoes and peppers all day long and, you know, trimming out the, the you know, majority of the histamines for a day or two and seeing whether you feel better. I would highly suggest that you work with somebody, you know, because it can be a really restrictive diet and pivoting people to get off of the low histamine diet can be a bit of a problem especially if we get more comfortable on it and we don't want to get off of it. We, this is not a long-term solution, but it can be very helpful in minimizing the symptoms quite quickly. Yeah. So you, but, so you have a program for it. So do you do, I actually don't know the answer. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm not actually <laughs> sure. So do you do a screening with people before they sign up so that you know whether or not they need it? You do. I, we do a, we do a half hour call to see if it's okay. a good fit. We talk about the program. We talk about how it works before you, before we sign you up for it. Somebody's symptoms, whatever. And you know Absolutely. what, you guys, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I, maybe it was, it was before coronavirus. I think it was last fall, actually. I had finished 
my acupuncture day, I went to Penn Station and I was hungry and I tried to get like the healthiest snack possible. So it was like little balls that were like sunflower seeds, some sort of shiitake mushroom extract, cacao powder, and, you know, dates or something, you know, something like, like some little, you know, no garbage in them, whatever. I ate them. I went to bed. I woke up the next morning. My face was a balloon. Like I was like massive, like huge. So I, I was having an allergic reaction uh-huh. quite obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Like you could literally <laughs> see it all over my face. Like I looked like a monster <laughs> and I tried to go get allergy tested afterwards to try and figure out what it was and nothing came back positive. And the, the doctor was looking at me like, well, you know, sometimes that just happens. And I was like, no, no, you don't just sometimes wake up with your face three times the size. Like you guys really, I, I, the reason that I knew something was wrong was that of course, like I pick up my phone first thing in the morning, just like everybody else. Sometimes I meditate. Sometimes I scroll through Instagram, if I'm being honest. And I lifted my phone in front of my face and I couldn't see it because my eyelids were in the way. That happens so much. And so when Isabel is saying things like puffy eyelids in the morning, if you have excessively puffy eyes in the morning on a regular basis, this might be one of the things that's going on in your body. You don't have to be sneezing to be having a histamine reaction. So what are the other like sort of kind of weird symptoms that when you hear them, you think, oh, because the puffy eye one now, that's the first thing I think about because I learned that during that process. But what are the other ones that are like a little weird? They all seem to be like a little unrelated, which Mm. is so like the common ones, you know, itchy throat, you know, stuffiness, of course, hives, skin rashes, brain fog, anxiety, Mm. insomnia, Mm. Uh, restless leg syndrome, oh. uh-huh. restless leg syndrome, IBS. I got a lot of people who are like, oh, I have IBS. I'm like, you don't have that. IBS is like basically a big pile of, you know what? It's basically like that. We don't know what's wrong with you. So yeah. we're going to call it IBS. Yeah. There's always a reason why somebody's got IBS. And often I'm finding that it's, you know, it's a histamine because it can cause diarrhea, you know, gurgly gut gas, you know, discomfort. It can also cause, you know, hormone, hormone and period irregularities, It's a wide random list of things, but you know, the most helpful thing that I like to tell people is that it may not show up in your blood at my highest. We had black mold. I had black mold in the walls of my apartment. So that was what caused mine. Uh, And I never saw it until actually the week before we moved out, but I knew it was there the whole time. But we expected it for a while. Yeah. We've been talking for a while, but my labs were perfect. My labs were perfect. Every single one of them. And so that's the deceiving part, right? Is that your labs can look perfect, but you're still having symptoms. Listen to the symptoms, you know, keeping a food journal to, as a way to start and see like, you know, these are my symptoms. This is what I'm eating and tracking kind of when it's happening. Unfortunately for histamines, we can respond for up for three, up to three days. But I find that most people, we get some kind of response within four to six hours. So, you know, that food journal and the one day Claritin test can be a helpful scenario. But so if you were going to have somebody do a one day, say one day or two days of Claritin, mm-hmm. what is it? Should they be doing a food journal and tracking their symptoms before they do it so that they not have necessarily. a, not necessarily, no, you yeah, could just like try it. People don't always know what their symptoms are. And when their symptoms disappear, they're like, oh no, that doesn't happen to me. And you're like, just last week you told me, because this happens in the acupuncture office all the time. I'm like, well, what about your jaw clenching? They're like, oh no, I don't do that. I'm like, you just told me seven weeks in a row that you clench your jaw. <laughs> 
Oh, it's oh, no, 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 must have forgotten. No, I don't think so. I don't really remember that. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're welcome. You know, like, okay. So sometimes <laughs> people are not super aware. Yeah. Do you think that the Claritin test alone, when people are sort of really uncomfortable, you think that's enough? People will notice that it will be a significant enough difference for people to be like, oh, there's something going on here. It it should be, it might be Claritin, it might be Zyrtec, it might yeah, be whatever Allegro, it is, whatever you choose. It should be, maybe you do it for two days. There yeah. should be like a little bit of a difference for you. Okay. If, if the problem is histamines and if not, like I wouldn't rule it out. You could try that. It's easy to get two days worth of that stuff. Yeah. Start looking at the food. Yeah. But I will say that I, I hear from a lot of people that they don't want to start the histamine diet because it's really restrictive and it truly somebody shouldn't have to do the full histamine diet to, re, to reap the benefits. Okay. You, you guys, you, you can't see her necessarily, but Isabel used air quotes when she said the word restrictive. Yeah. <laughs> so wh- why? It's a huge list. And like I said earlier, I think some, some people I find respond more significant, significantly to certain parts of certain foods that have histamines yeah. in them than others. So really what people like me do is kind of suss out what each person needs to be avoiding, not the entire thing, because unless we want to drive you crazy, yeah. you know, our people like me, we, we like to make our clients happy and not, you know, feeling Miserable. like they're losing their minds. And look, yeah. sometimes we have to do, sometimes we have to do a full histamine list, but, it, but I would say probably 15% of the time. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's part of the program that you do then. Yeah. Yeah. So in the program we do, you know, it's six weeks long because I find that most people feel what feel much better in two to three weeks, but the six week kind of lets us be a little more comfortable. And then for people who want ongoing support, we have that as well, but we start with sort of identifying and looking at each person's everyday, regular every day. I don't have people start a low histamine diet until I see what they're having. And then me and my team, we give individualized specific, you know, recommendations based on what we're seeing people are eating, you know, so we get to know them a little in their regular, help them make some changes, include some of my favorite supplements that can be helpful to kind of you know, ease the burden of the histamines on the body, you know, and I've got everybody tracking it on my branded app and we can see behind the scenes what everybody's doing. So we're able to kind of keep an eye, very close eye on it. And then we teach also, we teach along the way, you guys, how to manage histamines, how to keep them low. Cause there are certain lifestyle activities you can do that help to manage them. If you wake up feeling really crummy one day or every day, most people as they go, don't feel so crummy. So it's a really like, you know, specified mixture of food and supplements and lifestyle and environmental work. You know, I've got, I got people cleaning out their closets in ways they've never done so before. It's part of a histamine solution. Are you guys listening to that? She's going to recondo your life. <laughs> but they're finding mold on their clothes and they didn't realize that they were finding mold on their clothes. Right. What? Right. So especially in, in New York city. <laughs> right. Right. So it's a mixture of a lot of things, but really within, within, for most people, two to three weeks, two to four weeks, people are feeling a lot better. And we have a direction on which we need to kind of springboard forward. Sometimes we'll notice that, you know, somebody will need more support than that. And so we'll suggest after the six week program that they stay on and do a gut, you know, a a stool test and we can make sure they don't have parasites or things living in their gut, which could cause the problem. But most people don't need that. Right. And so one of the things when I'm working with burnout clients, when I know that we are turning a corner Mm -hmm. is when they stop and they say, oh my God. God, I feel like my old self again, like myself from like before, before, before. Not, I, I don't mean last year. I mean like two, like two, three years ago. Like I feel younger. I feel excited about life again. I feel like I can control my emotions. Like I, I feel like 
one of my patients recently said, I'm remembering numbers again. Like I never used to have to look up numbers and then I had to look them up for a while and I'm remembering. And these are the things that I hear when people are like getting to that point where I know like they're going to be okay. And it's usually, so my program is three months long. It's six calls. It's usually call three and a half to call Mm. four where people are starting to say like, oh my God, you mean that two months ago, like the shit that I felt like is not going to last forever. Like, ah, I see the light. And those are the, the, that's the moment that I know. So what are you hearing in the people that have already been through the program? What are they saying at that two or three week mark that you, that you clue into it and you say, aha, we got it. You know, well, what I'm looking for is resilience. And I say this to Mm. my, to my, you know, any of my group members, my clients, I'm not looking for your body to not have any response. I'm looking for it to happen like that. And then you, and then, and then, and then it clears, right. I'm looking for either it, you know, it's possible that it might not happen. That reaction might not happen, but it also might, but then you bounce back very quickly and your body clears it very quickly. I'm looking for resilience. Bounce back ability. Bounce back ability. I'm looking for resilience. I'm looking for clarity. I'm looking for better night's sleep. I'm looking for you feeling like, you know, you're losing weight. Cause by the way, having high histamine, explosion in your body does cause weight gain and causes it's not I wouldn't say it's like fat gain it's like just inflammation inflammatory weight it's water weight it's just it doesn't move it's sludge sludge. yeah it's totally sludge so I'm looking for more resilience I'm looking for you know I didn't react to this I you know my food list is expanded I my exercise is better I've lost weight I'm not having respiratory problems you know like the, the cloud of symptoms is becoming fewer and, the, and we're be, being able to see through that cloud. I like that. Yeah. And it happens like it happens. I started doing this work probably two years ago intensely because of the, you know, I came up with an anaphylactic nut allergy at age 31 out of nowhere. Right. And I, it opened a, a bucket of worms that I would never have opened. And it's a huge one and it affects so many people and it's not that hard to fix. You just need to know what you're doing. So tell us about that. What the heck happened? <sighs> I don't know. I think I got super burned out. I think my cells got real tired. They were exhausted. And, you know, I just hit a wall. My body hit a wall. I didn't hit a wall. My body hit a wall, which meant I hit a wall. But energetically inside of my body, I was like, you know, feeling like myself, but my body was not, was not keeping up. No, it couldn't keep up because it was exhausted. What we later found out, as I mentioned before, was that we'd had, I, we had black mold in the walls, which, you know, I am more clued in to environmental toxins now for people than ever before, because unfortunately yeah. the reality, you know, even in a space where, you know, my home is mine. I've lived in it for 30 years since it's been built. We clean it really well. Mm, yeah. But you know, like mold is part of life yeah. you know? and other toxins, you know, there can be radon that there can be other things in the ground below the house that you know, and certain people go their whole lives in a super toxic environment and don't have a single problem. Yeah. Many, many of us, however, can't tolerate various levels of toxicity. So especially when we're more burnt out or a little bit right. weaker or a little bit. Right. So you had chronic stress for a very long right. time and your body broke down or well, you had an illness, baby, 20 years yeah. of ADD meds, which is, yeah. you know, exactly. also like speed. So for me, it was like hitting sand at hundred miles an hour in a moldy scenario. Yeah. And my body was just like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Whatever you just did. And it didn't come overnight. It like, you know, I remember thinking in February of, I think it was February of 2019. I was like, this is as bad as it's going to get girlfriend. 
it got way worse than that, as you know. And I don't think I'm totally out of the woods, but I think I'm, I have a new level of appreciation for this body that I live in. And I've started this thing recently because I was inspired by a friend of mine on Instagram where I wake up in the morning and I like put my hands on my chest or I do it on my yoga mat, like after, before my workout. And I'm like, good morning. I love you. And it just feels, I was very frustrated with, with what, with my body and where I was. Right. And I think that happens to everybody. The amount of frustration that everybody feels is actually super toxic to yourself and to your body, right? Our bodies listen, they hear what we say to them. And and what I know, and I'm sure you know this too, from all your clients is that when people are in the thick of it, they're really mean to themselves. Really awful to themselves. I call that your inner negative Nancy. It's so bad. And that person wins out more than the other person does. Yeah. And our brains are wired for that to happen. I actually want to, you mentioned, you didn't say this directly, but because I know this about your story, Mm -hmm. I want to mention it. The other thing, the other sign or symptom that happened for me Mm -hmm. last year that made me go through another little round of like cutting out some things. And this was after, so I had that crazy face puff up reaction one day. And then a few months later, I stopped being able to drink wine. I would have a glass of wine and my eyes would puff up, like you said, like within four to not even four to six hours. It was much faster Immediately. than that. Yeah. It was much faster than that. It was within 20 minutes. I would have half a glass of champagne and I my eyes would be like twice the size. Mm-hmm. Or I would have to take out my contacts because my eyes were so dry mm-hmm. that I like couldn't function. So this might be something that you notice as well, like a lack of tolerance yeah. for alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know that you oh, had that God, too. Oh God, did I? I? I mean, alcohol is super, super high histamine. You know, for me yes. it was, and still is, I haven't tried the nuts because I'm like a little afraid to have an EpiPen and it never got that bad, but I, don't know, I have to have like, yeah. I feel like I need to like have a couple of drinks before I do that, which would be a bad idea. But for me, it was alcohol. It was nuts. It was citrus. Citrus is still a little bit yucky for me. I couldn't tolerate tomatoes, but the rest of it was kind of okay. Whereas I have a lot of people who you know, are really sensitive to a lot of the things I was okay with, you know, potatoes, nightshades yeah. should be a problem, excuse me, all the way across, you know, my body is, my, they never my body is Irish. So, you know, yeah. give me a potato, give me all, all the potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> uh, you know what, I really feel like I could just live on potatoes. And I, I think I my I 97% Irish heritage, thanks to, you know, and I'm like, of course, I can tolerate a potato, but a tomato that's from the Mediterranean, that this Irish body doesn't nope. know. No, you know, it's, it's, um, alcohol can be a problem. And, you know, I still, I can have some drinks now. You know, I will say that every single one of my allergies is gone, except I haven't tried the nuts. So it's pretty amazing. Like to be able to eat and not feel like my brain has decided to take a nap in the garbage. Shut down. Feels Mm -hmm. amazing. You know, I, I, and something that I want for all of my clients and it's completely achievable is to be able to eat and have no change in your energy, right? That is because forever, unless you're like low blood sugar and you're eating because right, you need to get I'm your like energy no, up, unless you're doing the no dips, purpose. no dips in energy, yeah. right? No, no yeah. decline yeah. in energetic status from eating, no yeah. change in mental yeah. status, no change in concentration, no change in fogginess. That you know is the goal. Alcohol, <laughs> alcohol. You may find your friends within the alcohol you know crowd. Minus tequila. My my choice is tequila. I, you know, we'll do tequila with soda or on the rocks with water. I love tequila. Yeah. It's just, I love me a glass of wine, but it doesn't, it doesn't love me as much as I love it. So you have to find your own, your own path in this, but I would say alcohol is probably not so helpful, at least in the beginning. No, no. And especially it just might be something that, you know, again, I've always been able to tolerate it Mm -hmm. before. 
I should be able to now. Like if you're saying that about having a drink, then something's not right and it's time to look at it. But I do remember the first time that you posted that you were having a drink on Instagram. I was like really happy. I was like, yeah, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy. I can go places and have cocktails now. I'm like, you know, my Friday night just got upgraded like times a thousand. <laughs> and so did everybody around me's Friday night. So I have a cocktail. <laughs> They're like, oh, here's Isabel today. Literally, I was with um, my boyfriend Paul's family last weekend. And his aunt, literally, this was last weekend, looked down the table and goes, Isabel, you don't drink, right? That's water. And I looked at her and I goes, this, this is a full glass of tequila. And everybody at the table like, like lifted their drink to me. Yeah, literally, cheers. she was like, that's water, right? You don't drink. Like to the entire table. No, this is an entire glass of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what we like to call a sipping tequila. <laughs> yeah. So your body is able to heal. If you give it the necessary yes. resources, your body can heal. I love that. All right. So last minute pitch for your program. Signups are the 12th. So this is coming out October 25th. That means if people want to get in, they need to book a screening call like by Yeah, as quickly as possible. Uh, the closer we get to the closeout date, I can't always make the calls happen. So it will, you know, if you, if you email me on the 1st, and want to hop in, I'll happily let you in, but we'll be doing the exchange over email, even on the second, you know, if it's, if I, if I'm convinced enough by your application that it's helpful and I can spot them pretty well, then, but I would say get in sooner than later. That way you can, we can get you tracking. You can sort of get familiar with our app. I can get more data on you so that I can see what's going on. What's the application like? The application is a very easy Google doc. It's like eight questions. I just want to know your symptoms, what your goals are, you know, yeah. just so that I make sure that you don't belong in like, you know, a gut program that I lead. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. I want to make sure that this is the right fit for you because the group yeah. element is really important. I find that everybody really benefits from the group element. And, you know, there are people always going to be people in the group that have fewer or greater symptoms than you do, more symptoms than you do. But, you know, I want it to kind of all be in the same realm. So, you know, check out the, if you've got questions, shoot me a note. My contact is right there in my website. But, you know, fill out the application. If you're curious, we'll email you back. We'll have an email dialogue, set up a call and get you going. All this information will be in the show notes. You guys don't worry. I'm not going to give you websites that you have to memorize the forward <laughs> slashes and the, you know. and the dot dots. We're gonna, I'm going to write that out for you. So don't worry about that. Isabel, thank you so much for taking time out of your very precious schedule. Thank you for having me. To come chat with us today to talk about this thing that I feel like not enough people are talking about and can really be stealing a shit ton of oh, your yeah. energy. Oh yeah, for sure. This is really a huge energy leak for a lot of people. So thank you for creating a space where that can get solved. Thank you for having me. All right, Fried fans, that wraps up another episode of Fried, the Burnout Podcast. Today you went on a little science journey and learned about histamines through the purview of minions, which is totally reasonable. And I hope that it makes sense to you. If you have any questions, always feel free to send us whatever questions that you have. If I can answer them myself, I will. If I need to forward them to Isabel, I will. And that's it for today. Until next time. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Got each other on our side Plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast With Kate Donovan